Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to give you my recap on UFC on ESPN 22, which was headlined by Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, let's just uh, say this off the bat. This was not a good card. You know, it was um, very lackluster. And what made it even worse was how you had the entire uh, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight on the same night. But... Regardless of that, I actually saw the entire card and then I was like, okay, maybe the card will finish early and then I'll catch the boxing fight after. And then right when I went to the boxing fight, I just see like the result of like Ben Askren was knocked out. And I'm like, ooh, that's pretty bad, you know. Uh, we'll get to that. I'll talk about that later. But let's uh, talk about the UFC card first. So Robert Whitaker, he defeated Kelvin Gastelum handedly by... Outstriking him, out grappling him. Was was he grappling him? Let's see, I can't even remember. Uh, but I know on the feet, he was just always like a step ahead um, of Kelvin Gastelum. Anything Kelvin was doing, Robert was doing it better. And Kelvin Gastelum, I'll give him credit for being tough throughout five rounds, not going out, continue continuing to press forward. Um, but in the end of the day, this was an easy fight for Robert Whitaker, and he put on a performance that in my opinion, warrants him the title shot because we all knew that the discrepancy, 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 how do you say that word? Discrepancy, discrepancy, <laughs> discrepancy, discrepancy. We all know, like, I guess the difference in uh, talent between these two fighters, especially now in their careers, Calvin Gastelum simply hasn't looked like his old self uh, after the Israel Adesanya war. Robert Whitaker, on the other hand, despite the wars he's been in, he's probably in the best shape as a fighter. And skill-wise, he, he's just looking so good. And even though he didn't get the finish again against Calvin Gastelum, he put on a very dominant performance that just really shows that he is the top middleweight right now. I know there's talks about Marvin Vittori, um also in line for uh, fighting for the title, but I, I don't know. I think, um, see, the thing is, uh, fighters like Kevin Holland and Kelvin Gastelum, I, I put them on the same level as of right now, but um, I just think the momentum is more on Robert Whitaker's side right now. That's just how I see it. Um, it does kind of suck for Marvin Vittori that his fight with Darren Till got called off because had he won that fight had that fight continued and he won that fight he definitely would have been next for the shot at the title but because it was against kevin holland and it wasn't a lackluster fight where he was just out wrestling him it just uh it, it kind of uh, killed his momentum a little bit and uh, robert whitaker i think a lot of people are pushing for him to fight for the belt next especially since it's going to be a rematch between him and israel adesanya so I could understand why Robert Whitaker would get it over Marvin Vittori. I think Marvin Vittori needs like one more win before we can start discussing that. And for sure, it has to be after the Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya 2 fight. So it does suck for him. But in the end of the day, Robert Whitaker is looking very good. I'm going to definitely make a video on him uh, soon because I'm just so impressed with him. You know, this is a guy who was struggling at welterweight and then decides to move up to middleweight and becomes one of the best middleweights of all time. And to be honest, I'm going to say this, after 
the Israel Adesanya loss, I, I said to myself, you know what? I think this is it for Robert. You know, he's took. It's not even that uh, Israel Adesanya is very good, but it's also Robert has been in so many wars, especially those uh, two fights against uh, Yoel Romero. Those were deadly, you know, and that that was uh, for most fighters. That's gonna derail your career afterwards but uh robert whitaker man he's on a three fight win streak and in those three wins he's just looked very good and i'm excited to see a rematch between him and israel adesanya and i think right now it's just it's the perfect time to make it because israel adesanya is coming off a loss at light heavyweight against jan bohovich and uh robert whitaker he has this momentum so the the difference in momentum between the two fighters is just it, it kind of fits perfectly for the rematch to go down because I know a lot of people are like ah um, Israel Adesanya will like wipe him out again like he did in his first fight but who knows now you know like momentum is a huge part in MMA and uh, I would love to see that rematch is what I'm trying to say um, but yeah great performance by Robert Whitaker Kelvin Gastelum on the other hand. He lost again, but it was against the number one contender in the division. Um, I think a good fight for Kelvin Gastelum would actually be uh, Kevin Holland. You know, that would be a fair matchup at this point. Um, so yeah, those are my predictions for what's next for both fighters. Let's uh, talk about the other fights on the card. Andre Arlovsky, he won. He won the fight against Chase Herman. Sherman. <laughs> Chase Herman, Chase Sherman, and that was actually a pretty fun fight uh, back and forth on the feet. There was times where Andre was hurt. There was times where Chase was hurt. They were throwing big bombs throughout the three rounds, and I'm surprised like no one really stopped their um, the volume. You know, it just continued, and it's very impressive to see that with two big heavyweights. And uh, what's even more impressive is that Andre Arlovsky in 2021 is still winning fights. You know. Do I think he's going to be like a title challenger in the future? I don't think so. But if he's happy with just fighting in the UFC and just picking up these wins against uh, up and coming fighters like Chase Sherman, power to him. You know, like not many fighters are doing that still. He is one of the last remaining fighters in the old school era of MMA still fighting in the UFC today. You know, like we had him and Alistair, but if Alistair is going to be retiring after his last uh, defeat, then it's just basically Andre Arlovsky at this point, and that's very impressive in itself. So I congratulate Andre Arlovsky for this victory. Jacob uh, Malkoun he defeated Abdul Razak Al Hassan via decision. Jacob basically out wrestled uh, Abdul for the entire fight uh, of course Abdul Razak Al Hassan he is an amazing striker knockout power but Jacob he had the good game plan I know people were complaining about it online and this is what you got to do in order to get the win especially against a dangerous striker like Abdul so good win by Jacob Malkoon Tracy Cortez she uh defeated Justin Kish 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 or Kish she defeated uh, Justine Kish by uh split decision very close fight i'm actually impressed with justine because she made it more competitive than i thought it would be um and tracy cortez missed weight at 125 wasn't this her first time at 125 yeah so um she was at 135 before and then this is her first time at uh fly well actually she made a flyweight debut but 
now she's going back to fly weight. She missed weight. I hope she can make weight and maybe build some momentum at the flyweight division because the flyweight division right now, the women's flyweight division is just very weak, you know. Um, I do hope it grows soon, and I think someone like Tracy Cortez can be one of those fighters who can do that, you know. So we'll see what's uh, in the future for her. Luis Pena, he defeated uh, Alexander Munoz by split decision. Once again, a very close fight. Um, yeah, Luis Pena, man. I like the guy, you know. Um, he hasn't exactly lived up to uh, the expectations that I think many thought he would live up to. But regardless, um, I think he's still a, a young fighter. He's 27 years old. Like, he's he still has time to grow. So I do hope to see that he kind of gains more m momentum after this win and um, lives up to the hype. That's just basically what I can say about that. Um, Alexander Romanov versus Juan Espino. Uh, this was a fun fight until the final round when Alexander Romanov uh, got kneed in the, in the nuts and Juan Espino lost the fight due to a technical decision because they had to stop the fight right there in the third and then the judges basically gave their score uh, based on all that action until the nut shot and honestly it could have went to either guy I definitely kind of agree with uh, the Alexander Romanov win because the fight ended with uh, a knee to the nuts not in his favor but the win was in his favor so I guess uh, that's fine Juan Espino I saw on Instagram he was just like uh, complaining how uh Alexander was acting he was just he just did it just to get the win this and that I it's uh it's hard to say you know because like <laughs> these are heavyweights receiving shots to the nuts like I, I can't imagine how brutal that must be so um very controversial fight but in the end uh, it was close so I'm, I'm not too upset about the decision Jessica Penne after four years of not fighting she won uh she won her fight against Lupita Godinez by split decision. Very close fight once again. She was getting out-wrestled for most of the part, but she was also doing good in trying to implement her jiu-jitsu in this fight and making it her, her fight for most of the time. Very close. Could have been could have went to Lupita, but I'm not upset about uh, Jessica winning by split decision. Gerald Mearshart, he won after, uh, was it the... Uh, Hamzat fight yeah so that was his first fight after getting knocked out by Hamza Chimaev and he won by technical submission why did I say technical submission guillotine choke um in the first round first two minutes so great win for him I'm happy that you know he's back in his winning ways after um a knockout like that you know like his it really seemed like his legacy was gonna be you know I'm, I got knocked out by Hamza Chimaev in, what what was it, 15 seconds or something like that? Um, 17 seconds. So pretty fast, but I do uh, wish him the best because he has the most submissions in middleweight uh, history. And that's very impressive considering you had Damian Maya. Um, who else is good in submissions? You, ha you have a lot of good Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu practitioners in the middle middleweight division over the years. And for him to beat that record is pretty impressive i'm not gonna lie albeit it's against opposition that aren't 
the best, but regardless, he has the record, and that's very impressive to me. Austin Hubbard de- defeated uh, Dakota Bush by um, unanimous decision. It was one of those fights where so Dakota Bush was making his uh, debut with the UFC four and or five and zero. And uh, all first round finishes, but uh, Austin Hubbard, he's the veteran at this point, and he, he really showed his experience in this fight, so won the decision. Tony Gravely, he's exciting to watch. Um, second round TKO against Anthony Burchak, and uh, I'm actually excited to see what's next from him. I also want to talk about uh, the Jeremy Stevens and Drakkar Close fight that was supposed to go down on this card too but it got cancelled because of that push from Jeremy Stevens and uh Drakkar Close he came with a statement saying how I had to pull out because um right after that push like my my hand went numb like started throwing up this and that and a lot of people online they're just saying like oh he's faking it um how can he be hurt off a push all right, I'm back. I don't know what happened to uh, the recording of my camera. I just kind of stopped, but I was talking about the Jeremy Stevens push against Drakkar Close, and uh, a lot of people were against Drakkar Close in the situation, saying that he's weak for pulling out of a fight due to push. He shouldn't be in the UFC. Um, who gets injured from a push? It wasn't just a push, it was an unexpected push. I think that needs to be clarified. I don't know if anyone has been in a situation where they just kind of got pushed or hit something unexpectedly. It hurts more, you know, because you're not you're not able to brace yourself, especially when you're weight cutting. And I know Drakkar Close was probably, uh, he probably had a tough weight cut as well. But um, yeah, I just think it was a bad move by Jeremy Stevens and I think this situation moving forward is gonna really make fighters think about touching their opponents in the weigh-ins you know because it was really bad for Jeremy Stevens because first of all he didn't get to fight I don't know if he got paid his show money it's just like it could have all been avoided and these two could have fought on the card had he not pushed um People were saying, oh, Drakkar Close was uh, getting too close, <laughs> getting too close uh, face-to-face. You know what I think? I think, like, they touched, like, tip-to-tip, and then Jeremy was like, yo, get, get away. I think that's what happened, honestly, because, like, they got really close to each other. Um, it is a face-off after all, but I think it was, like, a tip-to-tip type of action. <laughs> and Jeremy Stevens is like, yo, get, get, get the fuck out, you know? Um yeah like that's what happened uh with that and in the future i hope fighters kind of just stay away from touching their opponents in the weigh-ins that's all i think let's talk about jake paul versus ben Askren. the entire event i didn't even see the entire event but i i've i saw enough you know and uh it was uh it was a circus show you know i I can't even consider it like a combat sports event. It was just like, it was the weirdest thing, you know? Like, first off, let's talk about Oscar De La Hoya, okay? Uh, so I was watching the Frank, Frank Mir was fighting on this uh, boxing event against uh, Cunningham. What was his uh, first name? But yeah, Cunningham versus Mir. 
and uh, <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya, he was doing the commenta- uh, commentary for this bout, and he was definitely on something. I don't know what he was on, but he was definitely on something by the way he was screaming, with the things he was saying. It was just so funny. It was hilarious. I think that was the highlight of the night, to be honest. And uh, you guys have to watch it. Go on YouTube, type in Oscar De La Hoya High. And I think it's like the first video or the second one. And just prepare to laugh because I was dying of laughter when I was watching it. It's... I want him to I want him to commentate every boxing fight if he's going to act like that. And what was even funnier too is what I heard that when I heard the boxing commentary audio wasn't just going to the TV but for the entire arena to hear, like that's what made me laugh even more. You know, like everyone was hearing Oscar De La Hoya shouting like USSA um if me and Snoop were in a room together like <laughs> Like, imagine if you're, like, if I was there live, I'd be laughing so hard, you know? And because if I was, I was at home laughing so hard. But there live, it must have been, like, the comedy show hour. So, that was the highlight of the night. But let's get to the main event of Ben Askren versus Jake Paul. Ben Askren got knocked out in the first round. People are saying it was a fixed fight. It was uh, stopped too early by the ref. Maybe the ref got paid off. Like, I, I don't look at those things until... They're confirmed, you know, but um, I, I will say it was a great punch by uh, Jake Paul. And as much as people do hate on him, I have to respect him for doing this, you know, like I think a lot of people would not do this, especially against someone like Ben Askren. I know Ben Askren's not a boxer, but he's had years of experience as a fighter. And, you know, like I, it really seems like Jake Paul is working hard for this so i i commend him for that um but yeah i do want to see him go against like an actual boxer not like a dylan if they're gonna do dylan dennis like come on man like i don't know like i just think it's just gonna be the same thing as uh ben askren you you need a boxer someone who's actually fought in boxing to fight jake paul like that's the only the only fair fight at this point in my opinion but um as for ben askren I'll say two things. First of all, I respect him for carrying himself like the way he did after this defeat. He even said himself, it's very embarrassing to lose to Jake Paul. Um, but hes I feel like he's gotten to a point in his life where he just really doesn't care. Because he knows all his accomplishments that he has he has created for himself during his entire combat sports career and that includes one fc champion bellator champion he didn't win ufc gold but by the time he got to the ufc he was old hip surgery everything was against his favor in order to become a champion there and even in this fight too you know like he's not a boxer he's old he was out of shape bad hips it's just you know like we should have seen this coming. Like truly, we should have really seen this coming. But uh I do commend him for staying there for a minute or so and making the money that he made, you know? Is it embarrassing? Yes. Like 
as much as he was saying, I don't represent MMA going into this fight, he did because he was bringing up how I have all this fight experience and I've been boxing, like learning how to strike uh, for my entire career. He was he was relying on his MMA experience just a little bit, even though he he says that he wasn't, you know, and he wasn't representing MMA. So it is embarrassing in that aspect. But once again, I really commend him for carrying himself like the way he did um, in that defeat, very similar to the Jorge Masvidal defeat. It does suck also that people are going to remember him for these losses, you know, and uh, it is what it is. I just, I feel like he doesn't care. And I love that. I love that attitude. So congratulations to Ben Askren for making the money that he did for the time he did it for. So it is what it is, you know? And uh, yeah, that's my take on the entire UFC card. The the highlights that I saw from the boxing event. If I was to give a score on the... Well, what if, <laughs> if I was to give a score, I would say that I'm going to give a score to the UFC event. And my score will be a 3 out of 10. It just... It wasn't the best card. I'll be honest, but... Um, very impressed with Robert Whitaker. Can't wait to see what's next for him. Let me know what you thought about that card. Let me know what you thought about the boxing event. And I will see you soon. Have a good week. Bye-bye.